Welcome to the Readings and Ramblings podcast, where we ramble about the Bible and the books we're reading, all from a Christian worldview. We're your hosts, Janice Jones and Shanna Vera, and we invite you to journey with us in our thoughts and exchange of ideas. Our hope is that these conversations will inspire you to read and grow in faith with friends. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Readings and Ramblings. I am Janice Gentles-Jones. I am Shanna Vera. Thank you once again for listening to us. Hi. (laughs) Hi, Shanna. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. I'm excited to talk about the end of our book today, but I know we don't get to that first, but I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) I I literally like devoured it the minute we finished last week's podcast. I I was like, but that's over and done with. Let me finish this book. I kind of forgot how it ended. And I was like, I just need to know. I knew, but I needed to know. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I did too. And I have to tell you, I think it was like 42 to 48 were the last few chapters. And I stayed up till about quarter to one, but I was oh, like no. on, <laughs> I was like on chapter um, forty-seven. But I was so so tired, and I was like, well, I don't want this last important chapter to be, you know, a half sleep read one. So I was like, yeah. I gave myself permission to go to bed. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I finished yeah. it on Friday. I, I put on I put on a sleep timer for my audiobook. Yep. But then, like, a half an hour goes by, and you know a half an hour is going by, so then I'm, like, doing the mental math of, like, okay, it's this time now. All right, just a half an hour more. And then you put it, and then that ends, and you're like, well, I'm not really sleepy. I probably do a half- It's like, I what is the point too. of the sleep timer? I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Are you in my room? I do the same thing. <laughs> I put, a, I put the sleep timer on it and I put the... Oh, good. I'm glad it's not just no, me. No, <laughs> I put the Kindle under inside of my my um, pillowcase. And so okay. I try to keep it low to, so that my husband doesn't wake up and like, why? Because I, I don't put the <laughs> earphones on. I just keep the volume yeah. low. And then uh, I do the same. I have to pull it out of the under the pillow to set the timer again. <laughs> So then the light, you know, the as I'm pulling it out, you know, the the even though the room's dark, then the light from the Kindle is like bright, and then I yeah. do it real fast to get the timer. <laughs> the things we yep. do. Same story. Same story. <laughs> this is why we get each other. Exactly. <laughs> I try to do that thirty minutes too, but. Sometimes yeah, I just I feel like put that's the a good 45. Goal. <laughs> like, I'm just it's like, okay, 30s reasonable. I'll get to bed at a decent <laughs> time. And it's like two hours <laughs> later. Like, that's what oh, happened. I, I was go like, to sleep now. I can't wait to finish this book. I'm eating it up. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, we usually start off sharing, um, sharing something that we read that we um, enjoyed and wanted to share or something we put in our commonplace book. So um, I can go first. All right. right. What do you have for us? Okay. It's a poem this time. Uh, It is, I hope I didn't do a poem last time, but it's a poem. I don't think you did. Okay. I didn't, right? Because I think I've been meaning to do a poem, but I haven't. I think I did a poem last time. Okay. So we switched roles. We're due for a poem. (laughs) So this one was um, from Ruyard Kipling, and it's called If. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but if you get a chance, you should read the whole thing. But okay. this was like the last um, 
this was it was like a, a lesson to uh, to his son and so the last the last wait part, i think you did this oh one. my goodness please tell me i didn't it sounds familiar oh I then think i you probably did. did okay then don't then you go i gotta pick something else <laughs> oh that sucks I'm i need sorry. to write a list down i'm sorry <laughs> I just remembered it because it was to his son, and I was like, oh, oh I feel like I need to read it because I have boys. And we usually talk about this before we start the podcast, and we didn't do that today, and now we wouldn't have had this. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do stuff out of order. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay, so I started reading um, another book by C.S. Lewis, which I, I don't know why. I haven't finished the other one, so why did I think it was a good time to start a new one? I don't know. Um, this one is called um, Mere Christianity. Ah, uh-huh. Okay, so to have faith in Christ means, of course, trying to do all that he says. There would be no sense in saying you trusted a person if you would not take his advice. Mm. Thus, if you have really handed yourself over to him, it must follow that you are trying to obey him, but trying in a new way, a less worried way. Not doing these things in order to be saved, but because he has begun to save you already. Not hoping to get to heaven as a reward for your actions, but inevitably wanting to act in a certain way because a first faint gleam of heaven is already inside you. Mm, I love that. I did too. I thought it was such a, like, a good thought. So it's like you're already, it's like it's already inside the... the... The desire for heaven is already, right. we're like born like with it, we're created with it. It's not that you feel like you're working towards it, like, oh, I'm working so I can get into heaven. Yeah. But it's because you desire already to be there. Yeah. I and I think, I, I think I can relate to that, which I guess is a good thing. <laughs> no, I, um, I can totally see that. Was that at the beginning of mere Christianity? Yeah, it's in one of the first chapters. Mm. See, now you make me want to go back and read it again. Um, I started to read it maybe four, four years ago, but I never finished it. I think I needed to be, I wasn't in the right head to finish it. So I feel like it's one of those books. You kind of have to go really slowly. Exactly. Exactly. Like you can't be reading 10 other books with it. (laughs) Yeah. I've kind of had it as my Sunday afternoon book. Okay. And I don't know, for me, it's kind of... The, I've been doing the audiobook and the the reader is very he has like a very calm voice so okay. I don't know it's kind of calm and soothing and it's kind of my quiet time I don't know hmm. and it gives me good thoughts so. that's actually a good idea um like a Sunday reading I do yeah. like I, that way yeah I feel like it can't you can't read it every day like maybe you can maybe some people can yeah. I feel like it's very heavy and like during the week when things are chaotic and busy yeah I just can't concentrate I can't absorb it not that not a deep book like that that requires your attention right so on sunday afternoons when it's like you know the kids are relaxing watching their veggie tales whatever they're doing yes yes (laughs) i uh i put it on for myself and that's kind of what i've been doing so well then i um i might try that someone else had recommended another book for a, a book for me to read and i was like it was a it seems really interesting it was called um I got the sample from the Kindle, but it, it's it's but it, it's a deep book where it's not going to be like just a. I could just listen to it with the audiobook, but I think it's one of those books. You know, how some books you just need to sit and read it. 
or yeah. just or if you're listening to it like you're saying with uh, mere christianity you have to just if you want to understand it you really just have to focus and listen or focus and read but yeah. um I, you might have heard of it the the rise and triumph of the modern self no uh hmm. i have um a friend from church who just started to read it and he's like it is so good He's yeah. like, it's a really good book. But he also said it's very heavy. Like, you have uh-huh. to read it. And when you read it, you you have to think and process what he's saying. But I saw the reviews for it. And even, like, non-Christians were um, thought that he did a good job in, in this book. But it's called um, The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self. And, it, and the subtitle is Cultural Amnesia expressive individualism and the road to sexual revolution so it's kind of talking about like how we got to a point where you know saying something like i am a man but i identify as a woman like how Mm -hmm. as a nation that we got to a point where a statement like that is um can be said uh and so he he kind of covers some of the like the the men in history like Rousseau, um, Wordsworth, Shelley, Blake, Marx, Darwin. So he kind of goes through like what, uh, you know, just kind of how time, how their teachings or their philosophy just kind of go through um, how it affected and changed Western Western civilization and just how how some of those things are still being. I think you see that so often. Somebody will come up with a revolutionary idea for their time. And then the next person will revolutionize that. And it slowly morphs into something. And then actually, before we started the podcast, we were talking a little bit about Animal Farm. Yeah. And uh, they have that whole thing where the rules, they had the rules and they slowly added on to it, which changed the complete meaning of it. Yes. And I think you could almost even see that. It's like, there's the original words, and then they added on to that, which yeah. added on to that. And it ends up morphing into something. It snowballed into something ugly when it originally had a better meaning. And I've seen that a couple of times um, where things that you think are like, where did this come from? And it came from like an innocent beginnings. But yeah. what it turned into was like, did they know this was going to happen to what they thought? You know, yes, you yes. got to wonder. And it's so true. And, and you think about you know, bringing it back to when you don't have God, then you, then, and your meaning to life, because everyone is looking for meaning or purpose, what, you know, or identity. Who am I? You know, like, what, yeah. who am I? What is my role right. in this world, in this life, in this day? And as you're trying to figure it out, and when you're figuring it out outside of God, then anything goes, you know, because right. there's no, there's nothing to and i think we're all seeking it i mean we were created in god's image so therefore when i identify you know as being of christ that gives me who i am and he tells me who i am yes and so i don't need to search you know and there's moments where i definitely i even myself i'll lose myself i forget who i am yes but being in the bible it reminds me there's so much where it's like it tells you who you are who you are to him yes you know 
and that changes my whole perspective. But not having that, I really couldn't imagine just floating around in life wondering, what is my point and purpose? Yeah. Who am I? And it's, you know, then it's easy to lot. latch on to things that, to things yeah. or philosophies that yeah. are temporary, you know? Yeah. Um, actually, since I had such a huge blunder on my <laughs> commonplace book, um, comment, but there was a Bible verse that I have been reading this week that I actually have spent um, the last three days on it. So I don't know why I didn't choose it, but it, it talks, it's, I think I've been focusing on it because it is, um, I don't know, it makes you think, because this is in Colossians chapter three, and it says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God and he says set your mind on things that are above not on things that are on earth and that has been like I felt like though that verse I've been sitting with that verse yes for Monday and then yesterday and even today just kind of uh really trying to understand what it what it is not trying to understand i know what it is but mm -hmm. really absorbing and just trying it's to so funny i mean not that not that this is biblical yeah but i started reading harry potter and one of the one of the things that i was reading he was talking about um he goes if you're always looking down on everybody you'll never see what's up above you oh and i i know it wasn't supposed to be like religiously based yeah. but that's where my mind took you yes and it was it's like if you're focused on what's here and you're looking down on others on their belongings their status their you know worth in this world yeah you you're missing all that's up there and I you know I obviously I know that's not what they meant but no. that's where my brain immediately <laughs> went and as soon as you read that verse it reminded me of that thought that I had reading it I was like huh <laughs> yeah and I you know I, I think um because it because when you can we can get so caught up or I can I'll say I can get so caught up on right on, on just you know the little things of life you know what I mean and it's yep. just like yeah. Where he so he's like at first it said seek so I had I had highlighted the word seek because it says seek the things that are above which means that we should mm -hmm. be looking for right seek means right. to look right. um or to find no seek no seek means to look like you're yeah. look yeah. right and then then it said um, set your mind on things that are above so first it said mm -hmm. seek the things that are above. Because where that's where Christ is, right? Mm -hmm. Seated at the right hand of God, so it's, it's reminding us that you know that He was crucified, died, and buried, and He was risen, mm -hmm. and then He's seated at the right hand of God, like you know what we say in the Apostles' Creed. So it's reminding you like where Christ is, and then it said, "Set your mind on things that are above." Then it, then it goes to say, "Not on things that are on earth." So mm -hmm. He takes it that that next step further, but. That's anyway. what reminded me of the quote from the book because I was like, he's like, you know, that's where my mind went to. Yeah. And uh, and I agree. I feel like sometimes I get so caught up in the here and the now and this feels like forever yeah. what we're going through. Yeah. And it's like this, I know it's a blip. I know that, you know. Absolutely. And so every day it's, you know, seeking him yeah. in his word yeah. and setting your mind on him, you know, making a conscious effort. I think that's one of the beauties of homeschooling 
is we probably would spend less time thinking about God, except for we're trying to train our children to think about God. Yes. And so how often do you say, oh, wow, God made that, or look at what God created for us, or, you know, right now we're doing um, like a, I guess kind of like an Advent um, versus to Thanksgiving, all about being thankful. What are you thankful for? Finding... um, like verses of praise and thanks in the Bible yes. for what God has given us. And so we've been doing that at night with the boys. And, uh, you know, so it's just, would I be doing that if I didn't have my boys? Yeah. Maybe not, probably not, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, but they did. They helped me stay centered and like what matters, what's important. And I, I you know, as hard as it is being with my kids all the time and homeschooling, <laughs> like there's, there's so many blessings that I'm actually getting from it. I agree. I think, you know, when you think about like God's plan for the family, you know, like there is so much, like when you think about it, you know, as you get older, you get married and as you get older, you know, um, the things that you normally, that children normally find joy in, or notice, you know, you tend not to notice anymore because you're, Mm -hmm. you know, you're focusing on life and moving on to, you know, Mm -hmm. adulthood and work and career and whatever, you know, but then when children come into your life, it does bring um, a different, you know, it it reminds you again to look, you know, the things that they notice, the things that they are so wide eyed and, and just find joy in it, 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 brings us back to that so it's kind of like maybe that was one of the purpose of you know the family is that connection with the husband and the wife you know now you're not alone but now you have this person to share your life with and then uh then you have the connection of the 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 children you know of just kind of I don't know maybe I'm going uh, off on a tangent on that no I mean that's that's in the bible too where it's like you know you have to have faith like a child and yeah and I think I think we get that from our kids I think and even if you don't even have kids you know you it's like you could be an aunt or uncle or a a Sunday school teacher teacher teacher. yeah you know or babysitter nanny uh, exactly godmother godfather you know godfather so it doesn't necessarily that you have to be you know, that you yeah. miss out on that joy, too, because there's children all around, you know. But anyhow, uh, I I decided that this week I wanted to really see what it means or think about what it means to seek, you know, the things that are above. Like, what does that really mean? How, or how does that look in my everyday life? Yeah, you know? I think that's such a great goal. Well, thank you for sharing that with me. So, all right. Hopefully that fixed my blunder. I don't know why I didn't say that. That was a, that was actually what I was doing before we started our podcast was um, I was telling you about that website, Bible Ark, and, okay. and I was actually arcing. I think that's what it, I was, I was doing something on that, um, <laughs> what, but with those verses that I've been playing with it for like, like I said, for Monday. So anyhow, um, so Miss Shanna, you're going to take us through, we're going to transcend transition now um, to our Bible connection, okay. our Bible study, our Bible half of the podcast. So in the end of Mansfield Park, we get some horrifying news. Yeah. There's been unfaithfulness, which during this time period is literally unspeakable. Yeah. Um, I think nowadays we're kind of like, that's not a big deal, yeah. unfortunately. Yes, we've been desensitized <laughs> to it on TV. It, it is really, it's kind of sad how we're just like, oh, okay. um, 
I saw that coming. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but when you're reading like an old time book, it brings back the shock. You're like, oh, you know, exactly. I, I, <laughs> because, you know, it, it doesn't just affect um, the person. It actually affects all of their family members. Yeah, you, know? you like, see there's, like there's real shame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've definitely come a long way from that. But uh, so yeah, we're talking so, about the theme. So we're of talking about unfaithfulness. Yeah. And so I started thinking about, okay, unfaithfulness in the Bible. And I think the first thing that stuck out to me, which probably has crossed everybody's mind when you hear the word unfaithful, yep. is the prophet Hosea. <gasps> yes. Well, not him, his wife. <laughs> well, Goma. yes, he's faithful, but he's called to marry this woman, yes. Gomer. Yeah. And I don't know if she was she was a prostitute or harlot or whatever before he met her. It's hard to know. I think it but pretty much as soon as their marriage starts, yeah. she goes astray constantly. Yeah. And he's told, you're not to divorce her. Yeah. You're just to keep going back and getting her. Yeah. And so he loves her and they actually have a child together and, and she just cannot keep herself you know, faithful to him. She just keeps finding others and he keeps going. And there's times where he actually has to pay for her back because somebody thinks they own her and maybe they do. At that point she was like a slave to them. And so he has to buy her back. It's, um, it's really sad that to think that that somebody was called to live that life, but he does it and he does it very well. And he is faithful to her. You know that so I think that's the worst story of unfaithfulness. I was going to say too. It made me think of because we we're we're reading Proverbs um, in in our homeschool. You know, we're on our second run of Proverbs, and we're about at chapter seven, and either six or seven. And it's like the whole chapter was just about you know telling his son about the adulteress, warning him about the adulteress. You know, yeah. It's like her path, the way to her is. Um, is you know it's to shield and you know she she'll tempt you with her words she'll seduce you and it's just saying you know like a man can forgive people can forgive someone who steals you know he might he might because he's hungry you know he might um you'll still have to pay you know for what he stole but you know people can you know forgive that but you know adultery (laughs) you know there is no forgiveness in a husband who has been wrong and it's interesting because we're only at proverbs 7 and but even before that like in the first chapter and a a couple of chapters before that he speaks of you know this unfaithfulness you know because it's really you know the the man being unfaithful um and being tempted by an adulteress so made me think of that when we were saying uh adultery you know uh, talking about Jose and um, Hosea and Gomer, and it's so interesting in our world today how it's it's almost you know the idea of being unfaithful is or that there are rules around you know sexuality and marriage that it's you know it's just people feel like their freedoms are being taken away or, you know, like you, you're not allowed to be yourself with that, with that restriction. And so, you know, the Bible for some people is a turnoff because of course God lays down that restriction as to, I don't even like the word restriction. He lays down of what he, he, the creator sees as the best form of 
what is good of what is exactly of what yeah. is good between a yeah. man and a woman and you know he of course um he of course it's it's interesting that people feel that you know if if you get married that means you're stuck with one person your whole life but at the same time these people are unhappy because they're paranoid and they're constantly oh i had to go check his emails i checked his phone or i checked you know yeah. i see his text messages who's he talking to or yeah. you know or that's not you know, freedom <laughs> you know she said she was going out here i checked the gps on her phone to see you know i have a tracker this is yeah you know that's not freedom that's, that's not living your best life that's not freedom no. that's not joy that's no, not love that's not and it's hard to have those things when there's no commitment when you don't feel that that person is really in it for the long run yeah um I know for me like to not have that security I really couldn't imagine even just trying to raise kids with somebody that you're not convicted is gonna be there that yeah that's a scary place to be yeah and to and to and to to reject it as you know yeah um it's such a but I but I but if you don't understand who God is and you don't understand that God is good and you don't understand his plan for salvation, uh, then I guess you would think that, you know, that you are being restricted, that you, you know, that it's okay to be unfaithful. You know, what's the big deal? Yeah. You know, I yeah. think it's a, it's a, what's the big deal of being unfaithful? Like, especially when we, when we get to, um, when we're, when we start talking about Mansfield Park, it was just like she gave no thought to, you know, it was like it was the pleasure, the instant pleasure of just mm -hmm. this is what I want. I don't care who it hurts or how it, yeah. or what happens. I'm just going to do it. You know? And we live in a day and age where we have problems with instant gratification. Yes. I think that's yeah. one of we don't think who's this hurting in the long run. We don't think it's, you know, it's the here, it's the now. Yeah. And. You know, and being young and stupid, I got that mentality. I understood it. You know, committing to one person seemed like that would be like for the rest of your life, one person. <laughs> like that seemed like unthinkable, which is terrible because I was not raised that way. But still, I managed to have that mindset. And uh, so it definitely there has to be a huge heart change, mind change to be able to see the beauty of it and not the ball and chain that people like to literally <laughs> refer to marriage as it's so true it's so true but all right who else did you have for okay so the other ones are a little i feel like less obvious mm -hmm. i mean they're obvious but it's it's not just like a specific person um so we have in isaiah mm. we have the nation of israel yeah um so now israel splits into two parts we have israel and judah but in Isaiah, it's speaking about Israel. Yeah. And um, Israel is worshiping other gods, which is a form of adultery yeah. because they are pictured as the bride of Christ. And if you read Isaiah, it is love language. It is, you know, speaking to, and he actually does use the word bride and, you know, you were a young bride and he says things like that. And yep. his, his first, you know, I was your first love and, yep. um, and they walked away from all that because they were serving self. They were serving yep. idols. Yeah. Um, and they were doing whatever was good in their own eyes, which kind of reminds me of judges. That was a common phrase in judges, you know, doing what was good in their eyes. Yeah. And that's really what Israel was. 
And God gave them the prophet Isaiah to be like, tell them what they're doing wrong and I will, I will take them back, you know, and he gives them that promise, you know, stop, you know, committing adultery and I will take you back as my wife. Yeah. And they don't do it. And so them as a nation fails. And, and then. That's always so sad when you, um, when you think about it. And I know we do it too. It's, it's always so interesting, Shanna, when you are, um, like when you're on the outside and you're, when, when you can look back on history, cause you know, we're, mm-hmm. we get the luxury of looking back on their mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, because, uh, we can, we can see it in the Bible. Uh, like today in, today we read first Samuel's when they were demanding a King, you know, it's yeah. like they rejected here. It is yeah. that God was faithful to yeah. them. And they came to Samuel and said, you know, no, we want a, we want a King. And then Samuel had spoken to God or God spoke to Samuel. And he was like, remember, I took you out of, of Egypt, right? I gave you the, mm-hmm. gave you the land, you know, um, gave you the promised land, you know, and he, you know, he's, he goes through all the things that he has done for them, but they still reject him, you know, cause it's like at the time it was just the judges, you know, it, yeah. you know, so here they didn't have all, I mean, and he told them like what it would be like under a king, you know, you're not going to have this freedom. You're going to have to work for him. You're going to have to pay taxes and all these things. And so it was like a rejection that first, that first, I mean, they have had many unfaithfulness, mm-hmm. but that one I felt like was like the, 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 the stab in the heart, you know, <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, you know, cause like all through, throughout their whole unfaithfulness, throughout the book of judges, you know, they still repented and then there was always a new judge, you know, but this time yeah. it was like, um, you know, I don't know if, um, maybe this is not for today, but in Samuel, I didn't realize that Samuel's sons had, um, he had made them judges, but they turned out to be evil. Terrible. Yes. Yep. And so that's when the people had demanded a, um, you know x for a king but again it's like it's like when you're speaking of you know uh isaiah and the unfaithfulness it's like that unfaithfulness was going on you know from the beginning for years yeah for years yeah Yeah. and god was just like i am done with you like i've had it i've watched this go on and that's the thing he is slow to anger but once he is angry yeah (laughs) some of the things he promises to do to them is pretty terrible and we know that because it is history we know it actually came to pass yes and uh but he does always promise that he will save a remnant and you know and and he does make that promise throughout all of isaiah isaiah tells them if you do not repent this is, you know, this is the punishment from God. This is surely going to pass. Yeah. And then, but if you do repent, this is the promise of God that he will surely give you. So you kind of have both sides of it. And, you know, but as a nation, they did not repent. And so they were taken over. And then shortly after we get to hear, what does Judah do? The same thing yeah, as Israel. Like they didn't learn. Yeah. And so you read the book of Jeremiah and it's funny because God references it. Uh, when he's speaking to Jeremiah. So he tells, you know, Jeremiah, which Jeremiah has a terrible job because we know that he prophesied for 40 years and God told him, nobody's going to listen to you. Yeah. So imagine being told, preach for 40 years and no one will listen to you. <laughs> this is your life. I honestly, I, I like, I don't know if I'd have that dedication. I'm sorry to say, I just, wow. Yeah. But anyway, so Jeremiah 
uh, tells them, you know, you had Israel, yeah. you, you know, as you saw what happened to them. Yeah. You saw that, you know, the same thing happened and you haven't done anything that's even worse. You yes. know, like you had them as an example yes. and you're going to do the same thing. Yes. And, uh, but you know, and we see that it's the same unfaithfulness. It's, it's the same idols. And like you were saying, looking at it from afar, it's like, oh, look at them being all evil and yeah. worshiping their idols and worshiping other gods and being unfaithful. Yeah. And, uh, that kind of brings me to our last one. Yep. And it's like, it's us and Christ. Yeah. And are we faithful in our relationship with Christ? No. And no, we're not. No. Like, that's that's really sad to say because you're looking at them and you're like, this is disgusting behavior. Yeah. You know, he's made these promises. Why don't you want the good that he has to offer you? <laughs> and then I look at my own life and I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not bowing down to golden images, but... No. You know, I'm putting other things yeah. before There's him. other idols there, I can say. Yeah. Yeah. I can. yeah. Not for you. I'm talking about me. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm agreeing. I, I'm confessing. It's it's the same for me. Yeah. It's a struggle. You it know, like you said, you have to set your mind on heavenly things. It's, it's a constant battle to be like, this is where my mind needs to be. This is where yes. it needs to be. You yes. know, this is what's important. This is what matters. None of this stuff down below matters. No. Um, and it's remembering so. that as like how it's, you know, we it's just how do we stay focused on that? But, you know, it's, you know, what's interesting, Shanna, is that uh, for all the unfaithfulness that's shown, God is always faithful. It's such yeah. a contrast when you, yeah. when you read the history, you know, he does not change. He is always faithful. And so. I guess the only thing that gives me hope is that he's not going to give up on me. Yes. Like he <laughs> he'll keep taking faithful. me back. Yes. And I, yeah. it's such a contrast, you know, like, you know, the, the Israelites still rebel and then they have their seasons of when they, you know, they were obeying God and his word, you know? So it's like this back and forth, but he always stayed the same. So he's like, he's like the perfect example of faithfulness, you know, it's such a contrast yeah. to our unfaithfulness. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of, I guess, um, if we think about Fanny in um, Mansfield Park, she stayed faithful to the truth, to what she know is good and true and right. You know, yeah. she stayed faithful throughout. I think that's the, the important things about reading these books is they may not be biblically based, but you see godly characteristics. Yes. You know, that's who we are to be. We we do what is right, even if it's not popular. Yes. You do what is right, even when it's difficult. Yes. And, you know, you feel the pressure. And not knowing um, if you'll be rewarded for it. I always exactly. think about um, yeah. Jane. Um, Jane yep. Eyre. She didn't yep. know when she left that she would ever be reunited with, with, um, with Mr. Rochester. Like she had yep. no, you know, as far as when she left, it was like, that's it. My love of my life is that's it. You know, I'm yeah. going to be, but you don't know what that reward may be. And it may not always be, you know, what we want, but even in Fanny's case, you know, um, she probably, you know, especially with the back and forth with Edmund liking, you know, um, Mary that she n probably never thought that it was going to be something that she, that she would end up with, you know, mm -hmm. anyway. Um, so yeah, I think that was a great theme <laughs> unfaithfulness only because man, it's still happening today in each one of us. 
It is a story that never grows old. <laughs> <laughs> but at least there's a happy ending for those that are in Christ, you know? Yeah. I think that's a, that's something that to look forward for look forward to that we're no longer in our sinful bodies we will no longer be in our sinful bodies the joy of reading books like isaiah and jeremiah yeah you know hearing god's love for us that he speaks in love towards us and and the promises he makes and you get to see his character of like a loving husband caretaker and just you know yeah he says you're mine you know to have you're, to have him calling me his, it's like, whoa, those are powerful words. So it's hard because you're like, you get frustrated with the people of Israel. But at the yeah. same time, there's like so much beauty to it because, you know, those promises are still for us today. And those words he's saying to you, to me, yeah. you know. And I love that he uses the, the you know, the metaphor of, if I'm using the right term, of you know, him, you know, the bride and the church, you know, like he yeah. uses a marriage metaphor, yeah. you know, as far as our relationship with him to, yeah. to show how much he really thinks of like how important marriage is and the value yeah. of marriage. So it's sometimes it's hard when you look at today where marriage is devalued and yeah. you see, you know, organizations that are determined to break the traditional marriage mold um, for these individualistic non-identity in Christ, you know, values. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's such a, it's like, it's like cheap, you know, it's like you're getting, instead of having steak, you're picking the, <laughs> the baloney. <Tofu. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you're offering the steak and you're like, no, I want the baloney. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. no, you can have steak. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. I think one of the things I look forward to most once I get to heaven yeah it's like understanding what real love is what love was intended to be mm. I feel like love here as much as we try yeah it you know it can be like, conditional yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly it's yeah. like it's not it's not perfect no. and it's it's so far from it we yeah. have ulterior motives half the time yes it comes from a place of pride or yep. you know self-interest and you're just like this what is not is what it was created to love, be. Right? Yeah, yeah, like what is pure I just, love, I just want to know. Yeah. I want to know. Yeah, and that's I think one of the things I look forward to most is like feeling what perfect love would feel like. Mm. I don't know. Actually, that's a good thing. <laughs> that made me smile. I would like to know that too. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I guess that's a good segue to move to imperfect love. <laughs> yeah, which is Mansfield Park. It's Mansfield Park. <laughs> So where do we start off? We um, so we ended with um, Fanny being with her family and getting to see Henry Crawford coming and you going know, to church we, with them. <laughs> yeah, and you kind of start to feel like, oh, I love Sweet him a little her, bit. Her yeah, you're like, oh, Fanny. Parents. Yeah. 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 But then, um, but then Fanny he has to go back. Getting right? letters. Yeah. I feel like the endings was like letters, letters, letters. Yes. So Fanny starts getting letters. That Tom, uh, her oldest cousin, is sick. Yeah. He he was out partying, and I don't know what happened. He fell and got hurt and ended up with pneumonia. Yes. Um, and he's not doing well at all. Yep. And he ends up getting sent home, and 
they're very concerned for his well-being to the point where they think he could die. Yeah, I was thinking like they were they were thinking he was not going to make it. Right. And somehow Miss Crawford gets wind of what is going on. I think the Grants must have sent her a letter um, saying that Tom is really sick. They're worried they might lose him. Yeah. And and her first thought is, oh, well, <laughs> then Edmund the will inherit all the money. <laughs> because obviously you get news like that and you turn it into selfishness. I was going to say, talk about conditional love, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like the perfect step coming from what we're talking about. So, of course, she can't write to Edmund and be like, hey, so when's this happening? So she writes to poor Fanny, who she uses and abuses, because she only writes her when she needs something. It's really terrible. And so she writes to her, and she's like, hey, so how serious is this? Do you think, you know, Edmund's going to be rich anytime soon? It was such, like, an untasteful letter. Uh, Yes. like And honestly... I'm not like a catty person, but yeah. I feel like I would have immediately written to Edmund and be like, hey, here's a letter. Read it. See who it's from. Like, I would have forwarded that email right on to Edmund. <laughs> you need to read what your woman's about. Because <laughs> I just felt like he needs to know. He needs his eyes open to this woman. Like, she is terrible. I guess that's one thing you can say about Mary. She makes it very clear what she's coming from. Yeah, you know, like she doesn't hide behind the fact she that is. yes, that she um, is untasteful. <laughs> is about money and marrying yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, that that is not hidden. You know, I think she genuinely really liked Edmund, but yeah. I think she just couldn't see she, past the fact that she was not going to be some pastor's wife living yeah. on a tiny salary. Yes, like, yes, that just that's wasn't going to happen. No, no. <laughs> so I mean, this made her hopeful, and I kind of get that. But it's still, it's terrible. I felt for Fanny because Fanny is like stuck because with Tom being sick, you know, um, they can't, no one can come and get her, you know? And uh, so. I felt so bad Yes, and she wanted, she, and then, you know, she's kind. Her She was thinking about uh, Mrs. Bertram and saying, oh, wow, she, you know, she probably needs someone to comfort her, you know? And, um, yeah. and but she. Well, and Fanny kept, I mean, Fanny, Miss Bertram kept writing Fanny and being yes. like, I wish you were you here. Wish you, exactly, exactly. So she did feel, and she felt so useless at that house. It yeah. was like. Like no one really paid attention to her. And there. she, her health was declining. Yeah. And, uh, and Henry did write her and say, or he told her to write Mary and say like, we'll come and get you. We'll bring you home. Yeah. And part of me thinks like she should have just taken them up on that offer, yeah. but she didn't, she was going to wait. No, she waited again, the, again, Shanna, that theme of next week should have a theme of waiting, but it yeah. was waiting. She did wait. Like she could have. Yeah. She could have taken them up, but she said no. Um, it just, uh, it just, I don't know. I, I, did I, did I want her to go? I, I did. Cause I was just like, it's just a ride, <laughs> but yeah, it's never exactly. just a, but it's never but that's just a thing. ride. She always knows there's strings attached. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, if I yeah. do this, then it's basically accepting his marriage. Like yeah. that's how he's going to see it. And I kind of do get that. Yeah. And I, it, so she, so she turns them down, but, um, Tom does recover, right? Yeah. And uh, I think Edmund- the next letter that Fanny gets is also from Miss Crawford. Of course. And it's like really cryptic. And she's just like, 
hey, if you hear any weird news, just don't believe me. I know. It's know? like, what? If you hear any My weird brother news is Henry. not that person. Like, and, and she's just like, what is she talking about? Because she didn't hear any news. And then she's like, what happened with Henry? Like, yes. she didn't even know she what was going know. on. Yeah. So that was really weird. But then it ends up in the and newspaper. Again, I was going to say, but one thing about Mary, Mary has no qualms about uh, knowing that something is wrong, but still justifies it. You know, yeah. like, you know, like, you know, your brother was wrong. And yeah. but she, you know, she tries to sugarcoat it, you know, yep. um, almost like if you were here. I don't know if it was her or Mrs. Norris. That's like, oh, if you were here, then maybe Henry wouldn't have. Uh, you know, done this, you know, so it's like taking the blame away from Henry and putting it on. I hated Fanny. that so much. Yeah. So Fanny ends up finding out that he ran off with, um, what's her name now? Mariah, Mariah whatever yes. her last name Mrs. is. Mrs. Rushworth. Is that what it was? <laughs> yes. Okay. So she ends up finding out that Henry ran off with her and yeah. And that's everybody's reaction or Mary's reaction was like, well, if you had, you know, taken him up on this offer, this never would have happened. Yeah. So now it's like there's shame on the family and that's the reaction. Yeah, and then exactly. She, it's like she it's finally not... gets to come home and that was her aunt too. Yeah. Her aunt was nasty about it too. She yeah. was like, you know, this is on you because and, you said no to Henry. And she was the same one that didn't even want her to even have right. this proposal from Henry. So yeah. For and her to say that, fault. yeah, I, I, that, I, <laughs> it was just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Get this lady away from her. I just can't take Miss yeah. Norris. But also Mary too, because Mary hinted at, I don't remember if she, if she came out and said it, but she kind of hinted at that too. Yeah, no, she definitely made it seem like, oh, Fanny, why couldn't you have just accepted his proposal? Exactly. And also she had said, oh, if you had, you know, accepted the ride home, we wouldn't have even been here. She blamed yes. that on her too. Yes. yes. And all of that, you just feel like, how is this Fanny's fault? The fact that he couldn't control himself? like, And the fact of that Mary, again, she's very complicit in bad behavior or you yeah. know, inappropriate behavior. She does yeah. not. She finds excuses around it. And I was just thinking, you know, with, with Mariah, she had a chance. Remember her dad offered her the chance to not marry yeah. Mr. Rushworth. Yeah. So it wasn't like she was forced to marry, but she yeah. chose him for the money and to have the nice house and, you know, be in, and give nice parties. But Well, it's revealed to us later the whole motive. And one, she felt snubbed at the fact that he had chosen Fanny. Like, she was disgusted. Fanny was nothing. She was beneath her. Yeah. And he was, and so she was kind of like, if if I can't have him, nobody should. Yeah. And so she was like, how do I ruin it? Oh, I'll take him for myself. Yeah. And then you hear Henry's side of it, and he was just like, she became a challenge. She was very cold to him. Yeah. After her proposal to Fanny, after his proposal to Fanny. So yeah. she felt like, I want nothing to do with you. And yeah. so he saw that as she used to love me. I bet I can make her fall back in love with of me course. because that's who Henry that's is. That's who Henry is. Yep. He likes a challenge. And it ended up turning into this whole mess. And the sad part is, is that Mariah, for some reason, had an idea that he was going to marry her. Yeah. Yep. As foolish as she was. Like, she thought yep. they were going to at least end up married. And he didn't. And he, he walked didn't. away he from did. her. Yes. He left her. And he did because he didn't want that. Now, once he had her, he was. But yeah, that's, it was just yeah. a conquest. It was just and a it conquest. was over and done with. Yep. And so now she was divorced by her first husband, who was obviously like, "I'm done with you." Yep. And then Henry and walked then away lost, from her. Yep. 
And she was Henry. And so we see for her, you know, that that unfaithfulness did not work out for her at all. Um, I think the best thing is that Mrs. Norris offers for them to go live in like another country. And I was yeah. like, good. The two good. of them need to go, go live in another country. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm done with the both of you. Go. <laughs> and I can't even imagine the two miserable people <laughs> living together. Yeah. But I was like, you know. They deserve that punishment, the two of them. <laughs> Sorry. No sympathy here. Oh, and again, Mrs. Norris, you know, she... She too is complicit in inappropriate behavior, you know. She's looking to blame other people instead of, you know, seeing um, what was wrong, and you know, and and yeah. and stating that. But we know that for, um, and then we and then we have Julia. Remember Julia elopes, right? Yeah. So apparently, because of what Mariah did, she was emboldened to just be like, "Well, <laughs> if she's gonna do something crazy, then I am too." Yeah. But at least for her, I mean, I don't know. Is I guess elopement is bad. I mean, because she did yeah. get married, but I guess she, she didn't did. have the, the. But that's not the proper way. I think back yeah. then, you didn't elope. Yeah. I don't know. I just I got the sense that it was not something that was generally done. Like you're not proud of that, you know? Like yeah. yeah. But she did. She married Mr. Yates, right? Yeah, um, who was the friend of uh, Tom. Of right? Tom, yes, the the guy who wanted to do the play. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what? So Thomas was like, he found out. He was like, well, at least he has a little bit of money. He wasn't in debt, you know. Like, you know? yeah. And I mean, he could work with point, him, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say at this point, after what Mariah did, it was just like nothing really. Exactly. But at at the very least, at least I mean, they they didn't have the big society wedding, but at the very least, they did get married, you know, um, which was a step above the, you know leaving your husband for another man. Yeah. Anything is better than <laughs> Anything that. Anything is better than that. <laughs> and then we finally get to see how Edmund gets over Mary because it felt like he just never was going to. Yes. He was always going to see the good in her. He was always going to pine after her. And Be- you were just like, oh, get over her already. Yeah. So I was kind of, I kind of forgot. I was like, how is he going to like lose interest? And so they eventually meet up, the two of them, yep. and have a conversation and Mary is Mary, yep. and she just says such inappropriate things All the like, time. "Oh, what's the big deal?" And you know, making excuses for her brother, acting yeah. like this wasn't like really inappropriate behavior for that yes. time period. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I, and, and he and couldn't reconcile that. No, no, he was a pastor. Yes. <laughs> And it's like, how do you not see it? Like, again, if she was like, oh, Henry was, you know, what he did was wrong. But mm-hmm. she couldn't, she could not nope. say that. No, she, nope, could not she say wouldn't that. say it. Yeah. And how could he marry someone, you know, who who could not see that, that that was wrong, you know? Yeah. But he, he realized that it had always been there. Yeah. He had realized that this was something he just kept ignoring. Like, yeah. he had always known this about her, but because of his love, he just kind of didn't see it. Yeah. And so finally, he's like, no, this is a huge character flaw. Yeah. It's always been there, and I need to recognize it. Yeah. And he was, I think he was sad, but he was able to move on. Yeah. And I, um... I, you know, it went, cause it, they spent a lot of time cause he, I think he told, he told 
he he unburdened all of this to to Fanny. To like, Fanny. Yeah, a poor Fanny. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to listen to the man that I love. Tell me how he's brokenhearted for the woman he loves. She has been in the middle of that relationship since the beginning, though, poor girl. But at least this was hopeful, because at least he was yeah. like, you know, at this point. This of course, end. of course, she didn't want to see him hurting. But, you know, at least this was hopeful that, you know, that he would not settle with Mary. Because I think prior to prior to all of this, he was ready to, you know, propose to her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, so, she kept waiting for it. Yeah. The entire time she was with her family, she's like, a letter's going to come. It's going to come. Yes. And they're going to be saying it. Like, she was dreading it. And he was so, ready. Like, at, at yeah. one point, he was ready. But I think oh, yeah. I think that was when Tom got sick or something. Like, yeah, he was, and he got pulled and, away he home got pulled early. away, yes. Yeah, which, of course, happened for a reason, I think. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't that happy with the way him and Fanny's love story ended because it was mm. kind of vague you know, and, and the, the writer's just like, and after, what did they say, an appropriate amount of time, yeah. the two of them fall in love, and, like, you don't get their whole romance story. Like, what did he say? What did she say? Like, yeah. I kind of, yeah. I know the book couldn't be, you know, 100 chapters long, but <laughs> I kind of just longer. wanted, yeah, <laughs> I kind of just wanted to hear their conversation. Yes, like, like, we didn't get that part. Yeah. No. Like, like, a, a, like, I picture them in the garden talking, yeah. and then connecting and their hands almost and touching. then her just being like i've always loved you yes. you know like i don't know i i wanted a little bit so i i was i was a little disappointed i know but, that, I, but i was just happy they got together though yeah after all that and so but, she moved to where was he living i forgot the name of the place something with an f she moves yeah. there with him but then yeah. the grants leave Manchester yeah. Park because well, it, it's probably very to. awkward. Awkward, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very awkward. So yep. they um, they leave, and then um, Edmund and, and and Fanny get a chance to uh, be the parishion. The what do you call them? They were now. He was now the yeah. the parishioner, right, parishioner yep. for yeah. um, for Mansfield Park, which which yep. was wonderful because they would get to be closer to home. Yeah. And all end well. <laughs> it did. It had a good ending. It had a good ending. So what did you think? This was your first time reading it. So were you like, it was a good book? I definitely think it's a good book. And I would totally read it again. And yeah. I put Fanny number two under Jane. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Like, She's I mean, definitely... you know, Jane is, Jane is my book. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's going to be hard to but beat that I... one. I don't know why we started with that one. It was a hard, it was a high bar. It was very high bar. <laughs> <laughs> we had to start there, Shanna. We had yeah, to I know. There. We did. But I do. I like Fanny. Fanny as a as a character, I I I really liked her. I loved I her character. Too. I like. I would want to be her friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. She was inspiring. I I think what I love most about her is that although everything around her made her feel small and inferior, and um, she was patient. She always did what was right. She kept, you know, she saw what was true and she would say what was true. She, you know, like she didn't hold back on things that were, you know, that she even, even, even when Henry was reading Shakespeare so nicely, like she couldn't even mm -hmm. help herself to tell him that, you know, he did do a good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so she's honest and she sees the good, um, she sees the good in the Bertram family, even though they don't always, they did not always treat her very well. 
Yeah. She loved them dearly. And I think she, I I think her transition from when she first came from, you know, her home to Mansfield Park. And then when she had to go back to her home, she could just see like, she just didn't fit in her home anymore. You know, like, it was just like such a, a totally different world. And not that she didn't appreciate being at the Bertrams, but man, she did see that what an opportunity she had just being, you know, to be able to live that life. Yeah. And even, um, Edmund, I think it was Edmund who, who asked for her sister, Susan, right. To come and live with them. I thought that was lovely of Edmund also. He's not my favorite male character. No, (laughs) no. Um, I think right now, Mr. Rochester, he's not number one, but he's, I liked him. <laughs> I thought he was funny. I, he, he drove me a little crazy, Mr. <laughs> Rochester, but, you know, I did like his character. Not more than but Edmund. I, just, I think Edmund drove me crazy. It's like, yeah. can you not see? <laughs> she's telling yeah. you, you know, yeah. she's like showing who she is and you're like, oh, no, that's not her. <laughs> yeah. What did you think? Oh, I I forgot how much I actually loved it. Um, I I really the second time reading it, I I it was still a lot of things. I'm like, all oh, right, that happened. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing with Mariah, I was like, oh, I forgot that happened. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I loved Fanny. I thought she was a weird strong. Like it wasn't she wasn't bold and brazen and outspoken, but she was strong, yes. which is interesting. Like she was quiet. And meek and, you know, but yet so strong because she did what was right no matter what. No matter what. It's not what you picture as a strong woman. And I kind of like that. I like that strong doesn't always have to mean outspoken. And um, I don't know. It it was just interesting. Like you just kind of like, okay, there's different strong. Yes. I I love that. I I love that idea that strong doesn't always have to, you know, like, especially in today's world, strong woman is, you know, she's this, she's that, you know, yeah. but, you know, like in the, in today's world, Fanny would not be considered a strong, you know, woman, Yeah. you know, but man, if you just look at her and how she stood, stood her ground, kept her principles. And it's interesting because even Mary, who felt very confident in herself, had respect for her, was yes. just like... Yeah. There's no changing Fanny. Like, no. you, like she recognized, and yeah. that was interesting because that was, you know, she considered herself a strong woman, you yes. know, outspoken, yes. Yes. and Modern. everyone knew, you know, her opinion. Yeah. yeah, and but she recognized Fanny's strength, which was interesting. Yeah, yeah. So Fanny's up there. She's in my top. Well, right now so, it's just two. It's going to be, we'll have to see where um, North and South yeah, leads so us. Excited. But I really feel like you're not going to be disappointed. I hope not. But, no, I, um, no, no, you haven't. I yeah. mean, listen, all the all the books we've had, we've done really good. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm um, really excited about so, this. And one. I can start tonight. I know. But I was like, I can't wait. I've been like finding things to keep me busy. I've been really good. I did not. I've even planned to drop a couple of books so I can, do, wow. you know, dedicate, you know, my reading comprehension <laughs> to north and south so how many chapters do you want us to read oh let's see week? yeah let's see how many are how how many are in the book well knowing you <laughs> i want to say 10 <laughs> i was thinking 10 i know you That's were funny. <laughs> i know you shanna <laughs> 10 might 
hold you for a week or so. <laughs> so I can we'll always be- supplement. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do have our side reads. So what did we say? The first 10 chapters? All right. I like all it. Right. Um, all right. I'm looking forward to that. I, I always like the, I, I, I love that, you know, we get to live vicariously through these characters <laughs> i know it's like starting a whole new life in a few moments <laughs> i know like we're, where are we i'm excited like where are we going next you know yep. what, what time period are we in you know so i'm looking forward to that i am too i'm glad that we read mansfield park i would i Me too. I, I, I i feel like it doesn't get enough credit i feel like right you know, Jane Austen has her, like, famous books. And, I mean, Mansfield is definitely not, like, unheard of. But I just feel like it doesn't get as much credit as some of the other ones. But you know what, Shanna? We have to, together, do Pride and Prejudice. Like, oh, we just, for sure. Like, for you know, sure. we you know we have I, to. I honestly, I, I cannot wait for that. I really can't. I, I have never had a chance to read it and discuss it with someone who, who loves it. I haven't. Like, I haven't either. So. And to be able to, like, break it down. Like, oh I've talked about goodness. it. But break it down Damn. chapter. After by chapter. Oh my goodness. I would live for that. That is totally going to be on our list. <laughs> I'm looking forward. Wait. But, I cannot wait. So, we are doing um, North and South. Yep. We'll learn. And I guess we'll just kind of continue whatever hits us from the Bible that yes. we feel like relates back to it. We'll just we'll discuss do the it. Our themes. Yeah. We'll do our like thematic by thematic bible yeah, <laughs> um it's been fun themes <laughs> it keeps it keeps me thinking it definitely I'm glad. does <laughs> i'm glad I'm like, i've been struggling but man you've been good so thank you it's been fun discussing it with you too <laughs> I and i love our, our little before chats i'm like does this make sense <laughs> <laughs> me too so see maybe one day we'll let the audience in on what we say before the call <laughs> believe, believe it or not <laughs> We have a whole conversation before we start. It's always, it's always the chaos of the week. What did I do with my quote? What did we accidentally read or what are we reading in addition to? Oh, yeah. The 10 other books that are going on at the same time. I know. because But today we talked about Harry Potter, Animal Farm, The Giver. Yeah. <laughs> it was, there was a lot yeah, of chatter in the yeah, background. at least a half an hour before we started recording. We suddenly realized, oh, right, the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're doing here today <laughs> but we are so glad that you joined us and we hope yes. that you we hope that you love mansfield part two and, and maybe you've seen some other themes that uh we missed uh that uh, are the biblical themes that you know that were there so we hope that you find as you're reading that you can find some of these little hidden things that we're seeing too yes definitely it makes it so fun it does <laughs> So we will see you next time on our new book. Yes. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Can you do us a favor? If you like this podcast, please write a good review for us on iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcast player. Your review or like helps others to find and listen to our podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.